0: This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go.
1: Now I've started.
0: There we go. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. So, uh, Sophia, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing, I'm sweating.
0: Yeah, because it's super friggin' hot. It's hot. It is hot. I
1: mean, it's, we complain about it being so cold and we haven't had summer yet and this is bullshit and now it's sunny and as soon as that happened, I started complaining.
0: So has your igloo started melting yet?
1: No, but I did get a sunburn. Nice. And it's a little bit painful.
0: I believe it. Um, yeah, you mentioned earlier before we started recording, we need to bust a myth. I, do you think anybody still actually believes that we live in Inglues? Uh That I think there's so. like no uh, inhabitable um, areas here? I don't know. So
1: I, I, I live near a very small ski hill, and I have heard of people coming up in the summer from the States and saying, uh, Where's the ski hill?
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but. <laughs> Hey, uh, the really exciting thing is that we actually fixed all of our issues and got got us started, got us recording, and mm-hmm. Jesse's here. Jesse's on the line, which is great. So Jesse, hello. Um, hey, thanks get, for let's having Let's get me you guys. talking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm here. I'm
2: here. I'm here. I don't, I don't live in an igloo. Uh, and Where I do you know, live? I think that's Manitobans you're talking about, not uh, yeah. Ontario.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> um, Side note: uh, You may you may or may not know that I have uh, uh, another business that deals with music instruments and things like that. Today, I had my first order from Northwest Territories, which is literally in the middle of nowhere. It's um, it's like the north, the far north, where they have like six months of daylight. It's wow. it's ridiculous, yeah. And uh, the gentleman was extremely excited that I'm shipping him a big giant amplifier for free. Um, and i i felt like asking him so many questions about the weather and everything but i was like nope we're just gonna you know go on but speaking of living places where do you live where are you from? i
2: mean i'm in brooklyn i'm in uh, park slope brooklyn new york city amazing
1: i feel like we need to explain who the heck jesse is because at this point people are like cool I, they have a third host. i was hoping uh, he would explain it <laughs> jesse do you want to tell us who you are
2: I mean, sure. If that's the way you want to roll, I mean, I'm a photographer here here in Brooklyn. I'm a, a, a portrait artist. I photograph a lot of celebrities, and uh, and I liked your show, and and I'm happy to be here to talk about photography.
0: That's that's awesome. I'm excited that you're that you're actually on with us, uh, Sophia. And I were chatting about uh, you coming on, and um, I, I just kind of played it down, like uh, you know, eh, okay, that's cool. But really, it's just nice to talk to somebody else who's uh, who's photographing people. Um, so yeah, absolutely. he's
1: sque- he's squealing on the other side of the microphone. Really, he's like doing this little dance.
0: I yeah. was actually doing a little dance.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So but, I'm just uh, excited
1: because I went and started looking through your Instagram <laughs> at one point, and like I'm scrolling along, I'm like, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. Oh, my God, Jonathan Van Ness.
2: <laughs> I know. People love him, don't they? I mean, there's a reason. He's amazing.
1: Yes. He's such a nice person, I assume. Maybe you can bust some very, myths. He was very sweet.
2: He was very sweet. He's very, he's very tall. He's a very large man.
1: Was he wearing yeah. heels? He was wearing giant
2: boot heels. It was intense. It was <laughs> He was already tall, already, already like, you know, I'm a large, am a large guy too. We're both, we're both team tall, me and, me and JVN and, uh, and then he wore the heels, which really was intense. So I, you know, I, I appreciate, I, I respected it. I was, hmm. res- I was respecting what he was putting out there. It was a bold, bold move.
1: <laughs> um so we, before we go any further because i assume people are going to want to go and look at your instagram n- now so they really know who you are i want to make sure that i'm pronouncing your last name correctly because i'm honestly not sure because i'm in canada and i'm used to smith it's jesse <laughs> Dittmar, right
2: <laughs> yeah D- Dittmar. it's very german Perfect. so uh, not, it's not too hard to mess up
0: <laughs> my high school music teacher's last name was Dittmar. there you go yeah
2: uh they, we're out there it's a it's a name from From Germany, so it exists right. in the world. And yeah, my Instagram Jesse Dittmar, J E S S E D I double T M A R is where you find me on all the things. I'm very Googleable.
1: <laughs> so while people are nerding out over your Instagram and your website and everything, um, you and I had emailed a little bit about um, what you might want to talk about, and I kind of wanted to get into the schooling and everything that you went through because. A lot of the people sure. who listen to this, you know, are starting out debating whether they should go to school or not go to school or how the heck they do this whole photography thing. So yeah. I'd like to hear from the beginning, really.
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's an inter- I mean, listen, we could talk about, <laughs> I could talk about education and schooling and, and for hours um, for, I can, you know, for me personally, um, I, I applied to art school at uh, New York University, I got in. Got an NYU primarily because I applied to the art school. Uh, I wasn't a great test taker, <laughs> um, but you know, when I got there, I realized that I was really thirsty for a lot of knowledge, and that the art school is not the place to get that. Um, and so I promptly switched out of the art school into a individualized study program, um, a different, a different school within NYU. NYU is a huge institution. So, um, I loved school personally. I thought, um, I thought that it just made me a smarter person and that's what school should do primarily. Uh, so it it really worked out for me. I think it depends on what, you know, it depends on what your goals are. You know, I think, uh, for me, I was a really—I was kind of like a an A student in easy classes, kind of coasting along in high school, and and then I got to college, and like my professor told me I was pretty dumb, and so uh, and so that was a little bit of a shot in the leg, and uh, I then I worked really hard to not not be that, and I, I got so much smarter just by the. more, you know, just by the level of seriousness I brought to it. Uh, And it really helped me, you know, particularly in what I do now, you know, it just really opened up my eyes and my knowledge base and allowed me to be able to talk much more eloquently and with more insight on a whole host of topics that I now bring to the table when I do a take a portrait
1: okay so and you told me a little bit Marcy you jumped out of that program you went into this other program and then what did you like were you originally wanting to do photography or were you a total art nerd
2: I was definitely wanting to do photography I was a photo nerd specifically and um you know I kind of thought going to photo school would help would help me become the photographer I am now and And I got to photo school and it was really clear that that was not their goal for me. And that going to photo school at NYU specifically, but also a lot of art schools, I think, really is a place for people to find their artistic voice and to, I think it's a tract, a track of life where they kind of assuming or you're going to be an artist like a gallery artist (laughs) and or or something along those lines and i was always really focused on what i what i'm doing and i didn't find that they had a lot of the tools that i was uh really jonesing for uh at their disposal to give to me so I, i made a judgment call to switch into to to treat school as not a place for me to you know directly become the photographer i am right now but rather treat it as a place to just be be become smarter and when i made that switch in my head it it became a really important valuable place for me so Um, what did you
1: end up studying then when you switched out that was so valuable you think i ended up
2: yeah i ended up studying um critical critical writing on photography so i ended up i ended up immersing myself in you know how to read and write how to, how to read about photography write about photography how to analyze photography how to kind of think about art in a greater context of you know what is photography doing in our in our culture and uh and how has art evolved since photography came on the scene and Um, And how is our human experience really kind of, I haven't talked about this stuff in so long. It's so funny. Um, (laughs) You know, how's our human experience changed because of photography uh, was really what I started focusing on. And, uh, and then the school itself just really encouraged you Gallatin it's called, it's an individualized study school. So you basically get to pick what you want to learn about, but you have to do it under certain parameters that they set so um you can kind of like choose your own flavor but this is how we're going to make the ice cream in general um and they force you to to do certain things within your area of interest so uh it it really just involved me like reading and writing more than i'd ever before and you know if you spend all day reading and writing you know for four years you become better at reading and writing (laughs) and uh and at the same time i was interning with photographers that do what I do now. And I was also, uh, taking practical photography courses in the art school. I kind of got the best of both worlds in that sense. Um, so I was really focusing on, you know, learning, you know, I was super curious. I mean, I, I guess if I kind of feel like you're getting at this question, like, Hey, I want to be a photographer. Should I go to school? Should I go to art school? And, you know, the answer really is (laughs) like, if, you know, if if you can determine that there's something you're going to get out of it specifically, then then go do it. You know, if if you you know if you don't have a clear artistic vision and you just you want to hone what your work means, then I think art school is a good idea. Um, but if you want to, you know, if you have like a hole in your technical game, you know, think about the best way to accomplish that. Um, in my opinion, you know, that might be school, but for me, I was curious forever, you know, and so school was a great tool for me because I had access to this equipment, but, you know, I were, I was at school Mm -hmm. with people that didn't ever use the equipment, you know? And and so, you know, just because you have access to it doesn't mean that you're going to use it. You have to really want to figure it out.
0: I think if anything, school gives you the account- accountability and the discipline uh, to maybe shape you, mold you in, in order to do the craft, right? I mean, there, yeah. you you could be, and I, I've met people who are extremely talented artists, but the, the journey from the beginning of the portrait to the end is is like a week long, you know, and, and full of procrastination. So they, they don't really uh, know exactly how to get there. Now, for me, school was all about uh that discipline of, you know, being accountable for, for assignments and things like that. And without it, I, I probably would still be studying. So, yeah. so I kind of relate to what you're saying.
2: But even then you're kind of at the, at the whim of, of the quality of your teachers, you know, and, and, True. and if your teachers aren't going to keep you accountable, you know, or the, or your curriculum, um, you know, it's, it's, it, to me, I think there's nothing better. I mean, the reason why I'm here is I had a great photo teacher in high school.
0: Right. Um, Same. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, it's just like when someone nurtures your curiosity and, and gets you excited about something, you know, especially at that age, you're, you know, the, the world is your oyster creatively. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it is it, it, a lot about individuals I think within a good system and as well yeah. as your own personal drive.
0: Uh, let me ask you a question to go a little bit deeper and a little bit further back. Um, why photography?
2: Um, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think a couple things I was, um, I, at first I was in bands and, um, and I was always the guy, I don't, I mean, you, you're dealing with musical equipment. I'm, assu- I'm assuming you also mm-hmm. have been your fair share of.
0: Yeah. I've been in many bands.
2: here you go so there's always like the one person who does the work and yeah and and then there's like another guy that kind of does a little work and then there's two guys or people that just are there and um and so i was in high school and i thought i was gonna either become a professional musician or work in the music industry Mm because that's what my father did um and and by the time I was getting close to ending high school, I was like, Oh my God, I can't work this hard to be, you know, with some, with people that don't work hard. I can't, I can't drag through through other people through this process. And so Mm -hmm. I started. And at the same time I was gravitating towards photography. I was a big fish in a small pond and I was getting nurtured by my photography teacher. And so it was kind of just made sense for me to start pouring my energy into this, task that really could go as far as I could take it and didn't have any roadblocks of my own making. Yeah. Um, And so it was kind of, I think both those things, I was already really creative and, and, or not, I mean, I don't want to say it like that. I was more like, I I was already artistic and looking for creative outlets, you know, constantly. Um, and, and so I, you know, I got, I was the photography kid in my high school, you know, what can I say? Like I was, I was the, when people thought about the photography department in my class, <laughs> like, or when I was a senior in my high school, everyone was like, Oh, that's the photographer guy.
0: Yeah. No, I hear <laughs> um, you.
2: And so that kind of just translated into uh, me throwing my energy behind it. And then I, and then I realized, you know, what an amazing potential life opportunity it could be where I could have a job that gets me to meet, the people that I meet now, like, and, and that Mm -hmm. I get to photograph them. It was just like, Oh my God, this is a thing that can happen. You know, I couldn't believe it, that this was an option. Uh, and, and I figured out how to do that and now I'm
1: doing it. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about that because my college experience, which would be very similar to Petro's was basically that, you know, you go to college and you become a, wedding or family portrait photographer. Um, And that's definitely what they were setting us up for. But obviously you're in a little bit of a different area. And I totally want to hear how you got into that.
2: Well, um, I mean, it's interesting. What school did you guys go to?
1: A little school in London, Ontario called Fanshawe College.
0: Right. And so they were,
2: they were, they were pushing, they were pushing, "Hey, you're going to come to the school and you're going to learn how to be a, a event wedding photographer, por- you know, f- local portrait person." No, I, I,
0: what what I if, if I can clarify it, because I actually taught for six years and that's cool too. the The curriculum was set up to basically give you the technical background, and with heavy emphasis on portraiture, which yeah. where the final use would have been, uh, like it, it it had zero leadership business uh, entrepreneurial um information of, of how to become uh basically th- th- they focus nothing on that so your only choice was to either like as soon as you exit to basically do events weddings and you know kind of get into portraiture that way there was no clear roadmap or even a hint of how do you run a business or how do you and and it's probably why this podcast was even born in the first place uh i have to admit uh, working there was fantastic i really enjoyed teaching but it was super frustrating because um I got my foot in the door because as soon as I left college, I was lucky enough to work for a magazine for a, a physical, like a, a business publication where I got to go on assignments and photograph uh, really cool people and really cool places and just travel all over the province. But really, that was me being at the right place at the right time. Um, if if I had left the college just as a product of that of that environment, I would have zero clue what to do. And that was my biggest frustration.
2: Yeah. I mean, likewise over here, you know, I'm, I'm not here, I'm here because of my education, but I'm also here a bit in spite of it in a certain sense. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I give lectures at other, you know, some of my old classmates are who are now educators bring me to their classes to give, to give the, this is a business lecture. Um, and you know, the only reason why I ever figured that out was because I went and worked for the people that I, that I admired and I learned how as much as I could from them on how they did it.
0: <clears throat> but it sounds help. like you don't give yourself the opportunity to be bored and give up, right? It sounds like you're driven and motivated and you're going, okay, like enough is enough. I'm not going to sit around waiting for my phone to ring. I'm going to do something about it. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that so. was always innate. I, I I look back at some things I did when I first when I first was trying to be a photographer, first trying to be assistant. Just like the cold calling with just brazen, no, you know, <laughs> no worry about if it could be embarrassing or not. Just being like, hey, can oh, I yeah. can I come can I come be on the shoot? You know, like uh, you mm-hmm. know, not knowing anything about anything, and uh, uh, just just youthful, uh, you know. So what, what how would you mean, do it today? Now, I kind of do the same thing are. today. To be honest, I just know a little bit. Right. I just have a little bit more shame sometimes. About <laughs> it. uh-huh. It's it's basically the same thing. I just uh, you know I, I I've the the road in front of me is a little clear, uh, but it's it's pretty much the same drive. I still I still call, I still email and and send send mail to and reach out and try to connect with people that I, that don't know me. And, uh, it's huh. because I want to work with them.
0: No kidding. That's, oh, that's yeah. really cool. Okay.
2: Oh yeah. It can't stop. I mean, all you know, from a business perspective, I, I would say, you know, the majority of what we do is client outreach and trying, trying to get work and, and, you know, I, I actually physically click the shutter. You know, my shoots are so fast that like the percentage of the time that I work versus versus click the shutter is, I don't know, like less than a percent
0: of my yeah, time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, it's, it's
2: very small, it's, and, and, I, and I mean, I have a team that works with me now and my agent and her, her job, well, her only job is to get me more work, you know? Like, so mm-hmm. it's like we have one and a half people and sometimes more people that work, you know, work with us for administration stuff that the whole point is to, connect with the people we want to work with
0: it's fantastic it's it's so refreshing to hear that someone like yourself is still actively you know pursuing leads and looking looking for things like cold calling people whatever whatever you want to call it yeah because because i i'm let i think probably one of my biggest pet peeves about the the product of the modern educational system is that we don't really tell the the student or you know how, how to And and it sounds like it's common sense, but nobody, nobody says, look, you got to, you got to, if you want to work, if you want to do something, you got to go get it. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, we're so used to hearing people say that they're waiting for people to like their Facebook page. They're waiting for people to call them for jobs, um, stuff like that. And they don't actually go out and shake hands or (laughs) meet anyone face to face or try to generate leads. They're just waiting for it to happen.
2: You're in the wrong. You're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. If, that's, <laughs> if that's the kind of things that you're saying, um, you know, it's just, it, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to tackle that. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Uh, it, well, yeah.
0: Look at uh, look at look at. If I can paint a picture, put us on the perspective. Look at your graduating class, if you will, of photographers, and how many of them are in in the industry doing doing the thing right. Um, Very. Many, very few, right? And many of them are educators now. Like they're passing on the, the knowledge, and that's fantastic. I, mean, I I kind of fell into that, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I and I got a chance to teach at two different colleges, where one program was a forty-year-old program that was sort of molded and had very old coordinators who were, you know, still set in their own ways, and another one was run by a rock star photographer. Literally, he photographs rock stars um, who basically molded the program from, from scratch. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, you get what you put in, right? The student, it was the same student, unfortunately. So there was a lot of, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it laziness. I, I think just ignorance, just not knowing how to, how to be a self-starter, how to be, uh, like an achiever, <laughs> not even yeah. overachiever, just an achiever. So,
2: yeah, yeah, but absolutely.
0: what, what uh, what do you do besides uh, portraits? I mean, do, do you mainly photograph people?
2: It's pretty much all. I mean, listen, it's pretty much all portraits. I mean, I, I like any photographer. I'll, I'll do. I do lots of different stuff. Um, I, I'm constantly thinking about photography, uh, but you know, the the reason why I'm in it is to be able to take portraits of people who are who are affecting the world, um, who are doing stuff that matters to hmm. other people, or being a part of culture that we're currently living in. Um, you know, that's, that's the real reason why I'm doing it. So, uh, if I have to take a landscape here or there, uh, to, mm-hmm. to help serve that, I'll, I'll do that. But, um, or for my own personal, you know, desires, I'll, I'll, I'll handle that. But, you know, as far as the work I show, it's, so it's, it's always going to be a person.
0: Okay.
1: Sorry. Okay. I, Sophia, just, you gotta have many I just, I just got questions. an email. Um, Asking for real estate photography, and I'm just like, (laughs) I don't want to. It's funny. See now, why would they ask? Why? Why? Because
2: I saw saw your website, Sophia. You don't have any. I clearly do
1: not do real estate photography. I'm really not good at it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Oh, it's just annoying. It, will you could also oh yeah, I will. Cause they're coming to me through a referral. So I'll just have to tell them, no, I don't yeah. do it. And there's so this funny. person that I have never met before who's really good at it. So you might try them, but yeah. Um, yeah, People are funny when you say you do photography around, the, around here. They're like, Oh, do you take pictures of babies? And I'm like real estate and babies are the two yeah. things that I do not mm-hmm. do. <laughs> Mostly because from what I understand, the newborn yeah. stuff requires a lot of swaddling and that just freaks me out.
2: <laughs> it's not too hard. Swaddling's pretty. You just
1: easy. had a baby recently, did you not?
2: I did. He's uh he's 11 months now. It's pretty crazy. But we're past the swaddling, right, phase, right.
1: but Did you do uh, the swaddling yourself?
2: I have swaddled. I've I've swaddled the baby. I've done I've done it. It's uh you know, it wasn't as, you know, I don't know actually. I I have to my wife and I would have to have a swaddling contest. I'm not sure who was better <laughs> at it. But Uh but she's mostly better at almost everything else. But I think I was a pretty good swaddler if I recall. But it's been a while. You know, you only swaddle those babies for a few months, you know, then then they're Mm -hmm. then they're out of it.
0: What's your wife's name? Christina. Christina.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, she's great. She's gotta give her a (laughs) plug.
2: Oh, she's Um, amazing. She's I mean besides, you know, another huge reason why I'm here, you know, is just having the support a supportive partner during, uh, during the hard times, during the, during the transitional period I had between quitting being an assistant and starting and, and becoming a photographer. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have really, I wouldn't have gotten through that without her. So, um, you know, she deserves like all the credit, uh, and and more, um, that's so important
0: to have this, to have familial and, uh, like, support just support in your home base yeah you know because a lot of people didn't get it you
2: know I was um you know a lot of a lot of friends didn't understand why I had to be so frugal during those years and and you know it's you're projecting especially you know you're always doing this but you're projecting a a veneer of always being busy and always Mm -hmm. Um, having work, you know, when you have no work that becomes tough and, and it's also, you know, so having someone in, in the system, like my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time and being super supportive was so invaluable because, you know, people who are just even a step outside of that don't really get it. Um, and, and it's hard to be supportive because as a, as an individual, you're trying not to be vulnerable and say that you're not getting any work, but, um, but you know, that's what, that's what I personally went through and yeah. I know everyone goes through when they first start, um, is, is usually a tough, a tough transition, a tough, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge mountain that we're climbing and, uh, you know, some people don't really even, you know, some people are a- a- at the foot of it and there's a little fog above them and they have no <laughs> idea how tall it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, <clears throat> so it's pretty remarkable to, um to even start. Can you start tell
1: us a little bit more about that transition? So you were assisting, um, other photographers and then, and then you said to hell with this. Yeah. That's what I imagine. Um,
2: <laughs> I, it was very dramatic like that. You, you perfectly captured it.
0: It's probably a lot more <laughs> swearing too.
1: I was trying to, you know, like pretend I was on stage or something. Um, and then, yeah, go from there. What happened? Well, I mean, you know, I would,
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't gloss over how amazing assisting was for me. I learned so much. I, I worked with the best photographers in the world, um, Andy Leibowitz, Martin Schuller, you know, among and, and dozens and dozens of others. Um, so it was, amazing. It was amazing learning ground for me. Uh, but but yeah, I was, I was done learning. And so my final shoot was in the White House. I had been in the White with the Obamas, um, and I had been in the White House. That was like my fourth time there, meeting them on a shoot. I was just like, I, I had, I got it. You know, I had, un, I understood what was going on. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just decided that was a great one to go out on. And uh, and I just quietly, I didn't make any fanfare about it. I just quietly <laughs> just like said to myself, I didn't walk out of the White House go. You know what? We're done.
1: Okay, wait. I, uh, I need. I need. I, I need to sure. hit pause on this. You decided to stop while you were at the White House. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I decided. This. I decided that the White. That the uh, shoot. My. I was working for a, a photographer, Ben Baker, amazing photographer, and I. When he called me and asked me if I was available to do that shoot with him, um, I decided then. That after that shoot would be my fast my okay. last one. All right, um,
1: it's like all right, but I've really had enough of this president guy. All right, like
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's so, it's so sad. It's so so the opposite. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I and I never assisted again. Um, and that was really it was really hard, you know. I assisting assisting is a good living, uh, especially if you're good at it and you're in New York. Uh, you can make a, you can make a really good living and it's a really interesting job. It's hard to say no to, it's hard to, it's hard to quit. Um, but, but I knew I was done learning and I had always wanted, I never, you know, I always wanted to be a photographer. I also wanted to work with Annie Leibovitz. I got to do that. So that was like, I think maybe if I didn't get to work with her, possibly I would have ended up assisting until that happened. But, um, but I checked off all the goals that I needed to get from those experiences and, and I said, it's time to try to do this, to try to be the guy. And, uh, and I was ready, but no one else seemed to be ready for that. So I, uh, I spent, I spent two years of, uh, of trying to do that without any success. And so it was a pretty tough time that, that transition was really, really rough. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, how did you end up working with, uh, Annie Leibovitz?
2: geez, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, well, it's like one of those things, like how do you end up getting any job? You know? Um, I, I, I set my goal of wanting to do it. Um, I worked really hard to get the skill set necessary and required to be able to do the job. And then I, you know, like a crazy person, just talk, you know, Everyone I met, you know, hi, my name's Jesse Dittmore. I want to work with Annie Leibowitz. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and eventually I met a guy who knew a guy and, mm-hmm. and then I wrote a letter to her first assistant and, you know, a handwritten letter saying, you know, this is the number one thing I want to do right now in my life. Uh, and I think I can handle it. And, uh, and I think like a week later I was on set.
0: Amazing. Yeah. It's crazy it was- what happens when you just ask, Right.
2: Yeah, you know, you're not only asking for you're asking for the yourself as well as the universe. I think you're telling yourself that it's something. You know, you have to be careful though, because I know a lot of people, and I I fall into this trap too of not being delusional about what you what you can and can't accomplish. You know, I think that you know, it, you know, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna walk around saying I want to be the president of the United States, even if I really truly believe that, because I don't think that's happening. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like I think you got to be. You have to be tempered and you have to be realistic about your skill set. Um, sure. <laughs> but if you are realistic about your skill set and realistic about your goals, uh, that stuff really works, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I talk about this all the time, you know, from a business perspective and from, a, you know, talking to people that want to assist me now and talking to students. It's, it's like people people need to know what to do with you. Uh, people need to know what they can use you for. Mm-hmm. And so if you're really clear about that, you know, in your, in your story about your personal story about your, what you do, uh, then eventually the right person's going to find you to do that. Uh, in my experience, but you have to be clear. You can't be, you know, you can't email Sophia. You can't email that, that, uh, <laughs> the real estate guy and be like yeah yeah, yeah I know. you know but I know. I, you know like it's like you're not gonna be you know like just because the real estate that real estate guy emailed me doesn't mean that you're going to be uh shooting the yeah. next cover of architectural mm-hmm. digest or something like that <laughs>
1: exactly. uh, that would not be a very so, good cover yeah, it just doesn't architectural architectural like happen to say. be like why is it so <laughs> why is it so dark this this I'm quarter down. like <laughs> what's going on <laughs>
0: uh who was your f- favorite person to work with
2: as an assistant yeah Ooh, i haven't been asked that question you're asking yeah. like, man i can get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean I, I have to give props props to ben baker who yeah really um Taught me more than anyone else, and took me under his wing as as not only someone who was a boss, but also a mentor, and <laughs> gave me ample opportunity to mess up and come back. And uh, you know that does that's a really really valuable thing and hard thing to come by because in this industry, photographer or assistant, you mm-hmm. know you don't get fired, you just don't get asked back. So when you mess up, it's hard to make corrections unless you're really aware of of yourself. Uh, and so, having someone like Ben who didn't just cut bait on me when I when I was growing and learning as an assistant was just so amazing. And uh, and you know. So honestly,
1: I have a question you. now.
0: I like Ben's. I work have a actually. very serious
1: question. You said that he, he gave you the Go opportunity it, yeah. to to mess up. Did you actually mess up, or did you just have the opportunity? Oh, so many. Can t- you give an example of how uh, you might have messed up once?
2: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. How many do <laughs> you want? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I'm a 20, I was a 20 year old kid with unlimited ambition and no, and no real awareness of, you know, of how to be a professional. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there was a, uh, there was a lot of opportunity to mess up. Um, I mean, I think a big, you know, some, some classic, you uh, mess ups were just not just just a not not an understanding of like that this is a job you know and and being like if the shoot was boring just checking yeah. out you know if it was a boring shoot just being like yeah we set up the lights it seems like everybody's got it i'm going to go sit over here and look at this thing you know and and not realizing that no your mm-hmm. job that's not your job your job is to be a Uh, critical thinking problem solving human that can help the photographer because they're focused on things that you shouldn't be focused on. But I was focused on, Oh, what happens when they do this? How does that change the light? What's going on over here? I was so just like kid in a candy store, curious about what the hell was going on that I was a terrible (laughs) assistant. I was just not focused uh, on, on a job, which is what I was there to do. Uh, so, you know, like standing over the art director's shoulder while they're looking at the images coming in on the computer and Ben being like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Go away. You know, like this is not the place for you to stand, you know? And some photographers would have had their first assistant come over and tell me to get the hell out of there. And then I would not have been asked back on the next shoot, but Ben, sat me down when we got back to his studio and been like, Hey man, like, what are you doing? You know, that's not for you to do. Like your job is not to talk with the art director about how to shoot books. Your job is to make sure that the equipment is good and that I have everything that I need and to do all these other things that have nothing to do with that. So Mm -hmm. um, I was really lucky that we had more than one of those conversations rather than, uh, rather than just being, Uh, you know unceremoniously fired
1: well i know what Mm -hmm. that's i think that's an important lesson for people to listen to as well because that sounds like a pretty scary conversation to have with someone and i think a lot of people that i'm familiar with would probably have that conversation and it's not that they wouldn't be asked back but they would probably say no to coming back in the future because they'd be so embarrassed or they'd be offended or yeah oh you you check your pride at the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's something that Petro know. and I discuss pretty frequently as well that you're telling us that he, you know, gave you some guidance and he shared stuff with you, which is awesome because we talk a lot about why we should be sharing stuff with other photographers and there's more than enough work to go around and there's no reason why we need to be competing with each other and keeping our secrets to Mm -hmm. ourselves. And as an assistant, you don't have to work with the same photographer for the rest of your life and never go into business for yourself. Yeah. You can learn and then compete or not compete and whatever. That's That's funny. You kind of
0: took, you kind of took my bait because uh, I I was going to say, who was your favorite person to work with? And then why, you know, why were they your favorite? And, um, it's great that you didn't answer oh because we got to photograph this person or that person or because this person took me to the white house it was because of uh, the experience they gave you that was basically priceless that uh, paved the way for you as a photographer for you as an independent artist right like that that, that's the reason you want to work with somebody
2: well i would have ranked all of the photographers by how, how much I learned from them. Good and bad, okay. like some terrible photographers would be at the top of the list because I learned so well, not what not to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I say that all the time, learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. That's, that's probably my, my motto. So that's, not, that's <laughs> yeah. And But also,
2: you know, <laughs> it, 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 I never would have said it was because it was this, this shoot was cool or not. I mean, every, mm-hmm. every valuable assistant experience that I look back upon is all learning. Um, and, and if I couldn't be the kind of person that is what you're talking about, uh, because then I would freak out when I meet celebrities, you know, like the kind of person person that like meets Tom Hanks and won't stop talking about, you know, Forrest Gump or something, you know, like, uh, you you can't have that kind of personality, um, because then you're not doing a job, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like at this cool, quote unquote cool photo shoot you
0: know like tell me about training day denzel <laughs> <laughs> right
2: exactly exactly uh, i know wasn't one of my questions petro but uh but i did like that movie. <laughs>
0: that was a that was a that was a good movie yeah it was a good movie um it's it's really it's really cool but um hey i got a question who was your first client your first celebrity you photographed
2: so that's again like a little not, not as pinpointy as one would like to hope um but for all intent purposes i i say that my first real shoot was adina menzel the um mm-hmm. the broadway actress and, and of frozen fame um in uh in late 2013 that was really like my first shoot it was for the washington post I uh, it was hey we have to photograph adina Menzel for this feature that we're doing on her, you have five minutes, it's at this place. And, um, and our deadlines on Tuesday. And that's, you know, and that was the first real foray. And like, oh, my God, this is a job. And this is a client. And let me check. You know, I, I didn't say that out loud. I in my out loud, I was like, let me check my calendar. <laughs> uh, but uh, in, internally, I had that moment, oh, it's happening. Um and and that was the that was the starting gun of nice. the career. A five minute shoot.
0: <laughs>
2: oh yeah. It was <laughs> in a hallway. In
0: a, it was a perfect, a, that's a perfect a shoot. I
2: started with five minutes. A hallway in a photo studio. <laughs> that's
1: that's awesome. amazing. Can you tell us about your book? Please.
2: Yeah. I can tell you all kinds of things about my book. Yeah, uh, take
0: two minutes to tell us about it.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, what angle do you want? I mean, my book's called Two. I have to, I have, it's a little, the, the verbiage is a little complicated. I have a book called Two, T-W-O. Uh It's my first two years of taking pictures um, like, of okay. my career. <laughs> and um and it's you know Tom Hanks on the cover and Patty Smith on the back cover and there's a bunch of cool people in it like Sting and Courtney Love and Sharon Jones and uh, Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, and I write little stories in the back of it about you know my um, experiences with these people and experience of being a photographer and photographing them and um, and yeah it's uh, it's kind of just a retrospective of my work and my favorite pictures. Um, I also have a new soft cover book out called Work, which is basically just an up, update with the new work of, uh, you know, cool people like Denzel Washington and David Letterman and Jodie Foster. Yeah, I saw the, the David Letterman,
0: and, Letterman portrait looks pretty cool.
2: Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. wild, um, that <laughs> whole experience. Uh, and and yeah, it's it's black and white film portraits. Um, and it's it's what I do. It's my work. It's my baby. It's is film I'm your... <laughs>
0: Is film your, uh, main media or do you,
2: it's my preferred medium, uh, for, for my, my work. You know, I shoot a lot of digital. Yeah. I, I shoot mostly digital. Um, but, but for,
0: that's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah for the a... art
2: I make. Yeah. It's, it's film. I love, I love film. I love using my film camera.
0: Cool. it's fantastic. Um, favorite person to photograph.
2: I'm a huge fan of a man I just watched last night, John Oliver. Um, and hmm. I'm an every week, I'm an every week watcher of the show. Um, so that's always really fun to every single time I see the show, I go, Oh, Oh, I photographed him. He's great. You know, <laughs> and had this little nostalgic, uh, you know, moment of, uh, of, Oh, that was, you know, he was one of the people that I've been able to meet because of the job I do. Um, So I, I love him, but you know, I, I think I have honestly every single, as you can, if you see that book and read those blurbs, all basically the same blurbs that are on my Instagram, Sophia Mm -hmm. is like that you were checking out. Um, you know, I, I bring a lot to every single one of these portrait sessions and they all affect me, um, pretty significantly regardless of if someone is my like favorite or not, um, I, in fact, well, like try to check that at the door pretty hard. That yeah.
0: So, so let me rephrase that. Not who is the, okay. So, not, not being starstruck, no, not being like, oh, I've been following this person's career forever and now I get to photograph them. But I mean, your favorite person to work with, like who was your favorite to, like, I'm, I imagine a lot of the photo shoots are quite short, but some of them have to be fairly in depth and, you know, there's got to be some some sort of personal connection somebody you connected with i don't know i'm just i guess maybe i'm looking for an anecdote
2: well the um, whole goal of my photo shoots is to connect with people on that level so mm-hmm. it's no matter how quickly it has to be so um, again like my my goal is to get there with everybody so i try to make them all my favorite um, mm-hmm. and i know it's a little silly to say it like that but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's it's like, it's either gets to that level or it doesn't, you know? So I have most of the work that you see in my book and on my, uh, on my Instagram and on my website are moments of people that got there. So that means I like them. If you're seeing a picture I took, it means I like
0: them.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I don't know what else to ask. I'm honestly just scrolling through your Instagram. You
0: become, you become friends with any of your clients?
2: very rarely, very yeah. rarely. Um, you know, it's, I, a photographer I worked for, Chris Buck has said this pretty perfectly, you know, that it took him a little while to realize like that, that's not the purpose of him, of, of, you being there.
0: Um, exactly. is
2: not to be friends with the person you're taking a picture of. It doesn't, not only does it, it just doesn't usually happen. And it also doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't really serve the purpose of the photograph. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I go in and and I'm super professional and super friendly and, and, you know, I walk away from some shoots feeling like I have a really strong connection with the person and that we potentially could be friends, but it, you know, we're all adults here. We got lives, you know, things, things are happening. I have a child, they have children usually, uh, you know, it's hard to make a new adult friends. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: But that being said, you know, like I have correspondence with quite a few of them after the fact, you know, organically Um, Mm -hmm. and, and there's definitely connections that are made. Uh, But no, I'm not like going out to dinner with.
0: No, no. And that's not what I meant. I guess I meant the correspondence side of things Uh, because it's got a follow up question. Um, So uh, these people, if you have to photograph them again, does that change the dynamic of the shoot at all?
2: I love photographing people a second time. Um, cause, what, what about the
0: people who you're corresponding with? Okay. So you've sort of become, you know, let's, let's just call it virtual friends. Yeah. Um, and you're, you now have a personal connection to, it's great. Do you, yeah. Do you find it easier to, to now connect to them?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it makes so much, it takes the pressure, you know, so much of my job is about problem solving and handling stresses yeah. and pressures that I have no control over just because they are unknown. You know, like, I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to mesh with this person. I don't know if they're, Hmm. what their, what their disposition is. I don't know if they're going to be in a good or bad mood. I don't know if they're going to be relatively easygoing or difficult. Um, Sometimes I don't know what they're going to wear. Sometimes I don't know, (laughs) you know, like where we're going to be sometimes, you know, like there's so many X factors and, and we do, you know, our best to mitigate all of them as as much as possible and if you have a connection with someone if i you know like if if i can dm or email someone that i know i'm going to shoot it just makes you know oh my god like you just like half of those things go out the window you know and you know Mm -hmm. you know first of all you just know that they know who you are and that they know your work and they like you like that's a huge Hmm. advantage Um, absolutely I mean, it's one of the reasons why Annie Leibovitz has such an amazing head start on people. I mean, she, on people right now, obviously when she started it, it wasn't like this, but you know, like she's as famous as the people that she photographs. And so that's like an amazing yeah, right? head start. Like she never has to worry about walking in a room and someone not knowing who she is. <laughs> I always have to worry about that. Well uh and so uh, the beginning of the beginning of my shoot is me like educating my subject on like, Hey, I'm a really serious portrait photographer. This is legit. Like, this is not going to be some, some weird photo shoot with some weird person. Like here's my work. This is what I do. And we're going to go make a killer portrait right now. And that yeah. makes a huge difference, huge difference in what we're able to accomplish.
0: Amazing. Who's your client? I got a couple more questions. Is, who is
2: who is my client?
0: Yeah, who is your client? Is it is it the person you're photographing? Is it uh, an agency or is it a mix of people?
2: Typically, typically it's a uh, typically their publications, advertising agencies are yeah. my are my biggest clients. Um, okay. You know, sometimes I will photograph for uh, brands specifically without an agency or an in-house agency. Sometimes I will photograph for individuals specifically. Um, who are looking for, you know, portraits or, you know, whatever. Sometimes I'll photograph for companies um, specifically. But uh, the majority of my work is, uh, you know, editorial publications as well as advertising agencies right. that are working with brands.
0: Yeah. No, I just wanted to shine some light on that if anybody's listening and, and, and is like, oh, you know, oh, my God, Jesse Dittmar. What, a, what an amazing catalog of work or yeah. body of work, if you will. How do I get there? Right. Yeah. People I mean, ask
2: me that all the time. They go, Oh my God, I try to, I try to get in contact with these celebrities, but they won't respond to me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you don't have any celebrities in your work, you know, why would they respond to you? You know, like, exactly. Uh, and so my, my best piece of advice for someone who wants to become a celebrity photographer is to go, come up with a reason for someone to hire you Uh, try to photograph people that are in similar fields to uh, the celebrities quote unquote that you want to take pictures of um, are. So if you want to photograph actors like photograph actors, but photograph them in the way that you want to photograph them and uh, and then go get, go get meetings with publications or places that regularly photograph actors. And, carve
0: your, carve your own niche, so to speak. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, show, show, make it easy for people to make the leap from this is the work you're showing me, and this is the work that I need you to do. Uh, and and go find people that are making that work um, mm-hmm. is is the best way to do it. It's not to have good photographs or or an Instagram following of fifty thousand people and then email, you know somebody's press agent, you know, email Daniel Radcliffe's press agent, and be like, Hey, I want to photograph, Daniel. <laughs> You're never, it's, it, I'm telling you right now, it's never going to happen. 0% chance.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> we're going to start wrapping it up. Just uh, curious if there's anything you Ooh. wanted to add, um, a, a message you wanted to get across. Make or, it up. I don't know. Make it up. Uh, yeah. Jeez. I don't know.
2: I mean, I have, <laughs> So, so Sophia, you got places to be. Where are you headed? <laughs> no,
1: no, I'm just I'm waiting to hear. I'm excited to hear what it's going to be. It's like <laughs> caught off guard. What should it be?
2: <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, I don't know. You want like I
1: there's so no, many. No, I,
0: I, I want you. I want you to just just tell me what you want to say. I I don't have yeah, a if roadmap you could leave, for you. Just <laughs> like
1: one message. What would it be? I guess.
2: I mean, I I think that your podcast, which is really great, is a a lot about navigating the complexities of being a photographer, whether you are doing weddings or being the kind of celebrity photographer that I am. And, um, you know, the number one thing that's been helpful to me is even now, even recently is to just, um, is to have your have your thing defined and be be able to talk about it and be able to have your work emulate your passion and what you want to do and to focus and that doesn't mean uh to have a specific style per se visually um but to have a reason why you're doing it you know like the reason why i do it is because i want to have a conversation with these people and represent them in a portrait and make that feel really intimate and, uh, and authentic and raw. Like that's why I do what I do. And, uh, and I think people have responded to that and they hire me to do, to do it, to do that work. Uh, so, you know, talk to your other photographers, talk to people that are in, in your world, listen to podcasts like this, which are an amazing resource. And, and then go, just go do your work, go, go get out there and be, you know, I Go think you it.
1: do a pretty darn good job of what you just described.
0: Yeah. Uh la, you know I I want to add something uh, by by asking a question where you know our listeners they can get really inspired by by your book. I think your book too has uh like fantastic portraits. Like I I did a virtual flip through it cuz I don't own a copy yet. But I got to um, send you one. <laughs> there's, there's two editions, right? You can get just a, a book or you can also get it signed and numbered. Um, yeah. You're still doing that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a few left um, of the nice. sign of the numbered ones. So, um, you know, but if you order a book and send me an email saying that you heard it on, on the podcast, then I'll, I'll give you a personalization. Ooh. How about that? Nice. I, um,
0: that, that's, that's amazing. Um, yes. That's still worth it.
2: But to the book, <laughs> to com T W O. Thebook.com, and as far as like inspiration for young photographers coming off that, I didn't even let you answer ask your question. But the the stories in the back, which is the new the new edition, has these stories. The first edition doesn't, um, and the only place okay. you can get the book is on my website. Um, yeah. Okay. The stories are really where it's at for up and coming photographers, I think, because I get I get into some details about the logistics and yeah, um, and the challenges. No. Like you
0: read that. my mind. You honestly read my mind. That's exactly where I was going with this. It's it's, it's more than just the the photos, it's also about the stories. So Absolutely. Like, we're on the same wavelength. And there's Love some
2: it. pretty crazy stories in there. It's pretty wild. Right now we all it's, have to get it's, a that's book. amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Absolutely. Wicked. Cool. Uh, so that's to thebook.com. Yeah, two uh,
1: yeah.
2: thebook.com.
1: Yeah. Well, we we'll put a, a copy. We'll put a it's link in it. the show notes as well, obviously. For sure. All right, thanks. Thanks, Jesse. All
0: right. Um uh, Jesse, thanks for joining us. It's, thanks for uh, having you guys. Yeah, it's been it's been an honor and a pleasure and all of the above and you know, maybe we can connect again uh down the road. Yeah, well, I hope to be up. up
2: in Canada soon. I was just in Canada for a shoot a couple months ago, so uh hopefully I'll be be bringing me back to Toronto and uh I don't know how far away you it's guys close. are from Toronto. Yeah.
0: That's that's a perfect hub. Yeah, it's close for us. Awesome. I'm I'm a two-hour trip for me. All right. So,
2: two hours worth of beer.
1: You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our Aardvark, Ben Sound for our theme music, and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.
0: Until next time
1: get to work